Hello, this is Michael Zuber, and I wanted to thank you for choosing to spend a little time with one rental at a time. My life's mission is to help investors close 1 million rental properties. In order to tackle this crazy goal, I will need your help. If you like this episode or any of the content we produce, please share it on social media. If you get one of my books or perhaps one of our 500 cards, please take a selfie and tag one rental at a time. Now on with the show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, folks. Mike is Uber One Rental at a Time. This good friend, Matt, the Lumberjack Landlord. How you doing? I'm doing great. We're going to talk a little bit about our other lives. Yeah, our other lives. So, Graham Stephan, uh, Mr. 3 million subscribers on YouTube, put out a video titled, I Quit. Uh, basically talking about the great resignation, mm-hmm. uh, talking about 72% of folks who did quit regret it, kind of all of these things. Uh, as individuals who went through the dot-com era, both the boom and bust cycle, as well as the great recession, the fact that we have hired and fired lots of people over our careers, I thought we should talk about and give advice to people who are potentially thinking about resigning and quitting, when to do it, when not to do it, uh, all of that stuff. Sound good? Yeah, sure. I never fired anybody that didn't deserve it. <laughs> uh, unfo- well, yeah, I, I guess you call it, I've unfortunately had to lay off people who did. Yes. Layoff it. is different though, right? Because yeah. we fired people and we've laid yeah. off. Layoffs, lay- firing never bothered me. Layoffs no. suck. Yeah, layoffs. They are awful. They're, they literally, if you ever wondered, it sucks the lifeblood and the life force out of your director, VP. It, it, it's a horrible thing. We hate doing it, but Mm-hmm. It's our job. So yeah, yes, yeah. <clears throat> so I want to talk about again, my, you, a lot of people are the great resignation. So mm-hmm. I think there are lots of reasons, great reasons to resign mm-hmm. and move forward. So we're going to talk about that first. Then mm-hmm. we're going to talk about the things to look for. So sure. when I think about resigning, obviously number one is money. Yeah. Right? A lot, lots of, you know, this is the time. If you work in an industry where your experience and skill set is really similar to another, like you have a competitor, mm-hmm. I promise you, if you are any good at your job today, you can go to your competitor and make substantially more. Yes. Um, I don't know about you, but I, 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 it was one of my <clears throat> active things. I always told recruiters, I would name competitors mm-hmm. and I would tell them I want the number one or number two player over there because I, I both knew they were good or I could assume they were good. Uh, and I would injure them, right? So that was a that was a pond I always fished in, and I I remember one time paying fifty percent more uh, to get a a number two guy uh, from another player. Uh, but again, if you were the number one guy on my team, just given the HR rules and overhead, I could maybe give you five percent. Yeah, uh, it's just un- one of the unfortunate realities, and lots of people, lots of people are upset about that. Why can't you give me that? Because this, that, the other thing. It's kind of the rules, the handcuffs that we have. So um, yeah, a lot of times. Yeah. So again, I think there's a lot of, lot of good reasons to quit. I, I would tell you, uh, you have all the power today as an employee, more power than any time, including the dot-com era. Um, I think today's the time to go get it. So that's, that's the first thing I think about. Yeah. I mean, I think, so the, it was funny because we were just talking about this because HIMSS conference, big healthcare conference. Um, the biggest in the world was actually just done in the last couple of weeks. And so I'm in healthcare. And so a ton of people, you know, are out there. Mm -hmm. And what was really funny is we were talking about just kind of like the guys that kind of grew up in the business together. We were in our twenties, now in our Mm forties. 
And you see that the most interesting thing to me is that when somebody typically leaves that job where they have, I would say, five years of longevity in that job, mm-hmm. um, which for a high tech sales guy is a long time. Yeah, that's, that's long that's, in the tooth. Yeah, that's a long time. So what was really interesting to me is those guys that had done that and made that move. Mm-hmm. It took them on average two years to find a gig they were happy with. They weren't out of work for two years, yeah. but they had probably four or five companies that they worked for that they didn't last six to nine. Like it, 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 I mean, I saw one guy literally walked in. He was, he was made a VP, walked in, met with a bunch of people. His first presentation was two weeks or four weeks after he got there. First presentation was four weeks after he got there. After that presentation, a week later, they decided to let him go. He was in that role for five weeks. Yeah. Like that was it. And that was done. And that was a big paying job. And so one of the things that I think people don't under, don't understand enough, if they haven't moved enough, is that if you've got five years in the company, you have, you're dialed in, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody that does anything that does everything you connected to all the right people. They know you and your standard of work. They know that you're a hard worker. They know all of these things about you. Mm-hmm. That all goes out the window when you go to the new company, because if they paid to get you, guess what? Now you're high priced talent. Yeah. Now there's a bigger expectation. Now it's all of these. Other, now you're not the guy that was hanging in the back of the room in the back left chair. Yeah. Now you're the guy that's sitting three chairs away from the guy that can squash your career into oblivion and has no problem doing it to prove a point. Yeah. That's wow. not me. But right. So like, this is, it's that five, it's that if you've been in a company for five years, yeah, you're going to get a massive, massive jump. Mm -hmm. The other thing too, is you're a known entity where you are. Yeah. Yeah. You're a known entity where you are, then guess what? They might only be able to give you the five or the seven, but guess who's last on their list to get cut. Exactly where I was going. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Cause again, right. You and I have both, again, I've, I've tried to hire people in a hot market and it's hard. It's hard. It's hard. Uh, I've also been in that closed conference room. I'm the only person in the room. I'm looking at a spreadsheet going, who are the 17 people I need to cut? Yep. Yep. And the realities of life, in most cases, the first place I'm going is who's been here six months or less. That's right. Because they're still on the learning curve, right? There's, it's just the reality. If you, if you job hop to a new shop and the recession gets bad, you're in a pretty risky position. You are not Mm -hmm. that you're not in a risky position at the other place. It's just riskier. Mm -hmm. The other thing I would tell you is um, if you're like, one of the things I always did is I ran, I, I I got known for launching new products, right? Go to market Mm -hmm. strategy and all of that. I would not want that job heading into a recession. (laughs) The first thing I would look at my spreadsheet is what products are making no money. Yeah. I don't care what, the total addressable market is, or what we call the TAM. Yep. If it's producing zero or heaven yes. forbid negative today. Yes. Yes. Yep. Like the whole team. I, me- I remember one time uh, in the great recession, uh, there was a new product coming out, big hopes, big teams. Uh, it was probably six months away from being done. We whacked the entire team. Yeah. Moishka. Just, it was the easiest thing to do. It kept most of the company going. I yeah. think it was still the wrong decision. You know, if we, if we would have had another six months, it would have been the wrong decision, but it's just, there, there really were no other options. 
plus the thing is, you know, as operators, we have to stop the bleeding, right? Yeah, tourniquet. And yeah, you got to just literally, you got to, and, and it's like, you know what? You come to terms very quickly, like, I'm going to lose the leg, but I'm not going to die. Exactly what I was thinking. We lost the and, leg, but we didn't die. Right. And that's the thing that even in our businesses, that's what makes us as operators in our existing businesses really, really good as operators is that we are willing to say, listen, this isn't working. Now's not the time next. Yeah. You know, I've passed on four deals that if it were a year ago, I'd have done all four of them. Yeah. Now I passed on all four of them. And the reason that I passed on all four of them is that they would introduce too much risk to the rest of my capital, to the rest of my structure, exactly. just because I think that I may, that I might, that I could, that I would, that it will. Mm-hmm. Not, not, not interested. So yeah, yeah, I think that in that jump, I think a lot of people need to understand, Mike, there are so many companies right now that are on that are being kept alive by either VC, a SPAC, or you know, the fact that their stock price, you know, was up 400 percent last year. Cheap yeah. Cheap now bet. you're in trouble. Yeah. And we're already seeing that again. People don't yeah. realize it. Um Instacart just had what's called a down round. I heard is, about that. Which is death, right? It was valued at 39 billion, now 24, 40% down round. The employees who had options are now underwater. Not a good oh. look. Down rounds are coming. Oh, and, for sure. My, imagine being a, like a WeWork employee, right? Oh, oh, yeah. Can you imagine? That's a great example. Yeah, it's just not good. You know, they were they were like $50 billion valuation. And then it was like, and after all the haranguing and moving and gyrations and then when it was all sudden done, i think they were public it was like eight billion or something like yeah, that like just horrible yeah i mean massive haircuts and so yeah so for mike and i who've been in these businesses for you know 25 i was i did high tech for 25 years yeah right? 20, yeah, tech yeah years. just a little bit over 25 but yeah it's it's um <sighs> times are coming right and uh yeah it's there are zombie companies that shouldn't exist today, but again, the Federal Reserve had debt so low that people were too much capital, risk capital operators, hedge funds, uh, Sand Hill Road, which is where all the VCs are. Yeah. They're they're shut down. They're changing valuations. It's no longer 100 times revenue. It might be 10, well, and that's that's going to hurt lots. Of yeah. Money. The other the other thing that interested me too was, um, I I would ask you know reps when I would hire them. I said so. I know that you're obviously looking to move. Mm-hmm. So tell me who's who you believe is giving you the best story. Yeah. What's the best story? And some of these stories that I would hear, I was just like, I can't compete with that. The good news is, is I know that, that has zero chance of happening. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that is a wing and a prayer, but yeah, man, that sounds good. Yeah. He's like, no, you don't understand. It's a seven figure job. And all I have to do is hit 5 million in sales. I said, I said, it's not public, but did they tell you how much they did in sales last year? He goes, no. And I said, you might want to do some investigating because I'm pretty sure as a company last year, they did like three and a half and they have 10 sales reps and they're all telling them you can do 5 million bucks this year. They ain't going from three and a half to 50 in one year, my man. And you, I mean, you might get lucky, but you probably won't. And if it doesn't happen in that calendar year and that comp plan, I got news for you. Your new comp plan is about 10 X. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I think that people really need to understand, do the research. No one is out there giving away golden tickets. Yeah. The last thing I would tell you, Mm. if you're thinking about quitting today is besides income (laughs) package, whatever you want to call it, I would really seek out mentorship, especially if you're early in your career. Yep. I would make a move uh, because I thought I could be close to someone or, you know, a program or education. 
because that, you know, that's going to do you a lot better. Your network is your net worth. We talk about it in real estate, but Mm -hmm. even in your profession, right? Um, Here's, this is, this is a crazy truth. Um, I never looked at a resume in detail. Uh, I never bothered calling a reference on any, on anybody I hired. Why? Because I have almost 30 years experience and I know lots of people and worst case, I was never more than one person away from somebody who had worked with you. Software sales is a small industry. Yes. And oh, by the way, if you're a good salesperson, you know what I want to hear. So I'm not listening to you anyway. Right. I've been, I've been around the block. I'm going to call someone who worked at you at your last job. And I'm going to find out who you are. I'm going to find out how you behave at sales conferences. I'm going to find out if you're a total douche or not. And that, that, those are the people I want. I, you know, I, I mean, I can't tell you how many top performers I didn't bring on because I didn't like their behavior at sales conferences. That wasn't on a resume. That's because I knew your network. So what's really, Mike, what's really funny about that is that that is the one thing that I tell young reps all the time, like when they're on board is I'm like, listen, these are not reasons to become an idiot. Yes, you're away from home, but you're around all of your peers and colleagues. I don't want to hear the stories. I don't want to see the ridiculousness. I don't. Let's put it this way. When you're out there and you're on my team, you're representing me. And if I get called into the office because a higher exec at the time, a higher exec had heard something, I don't want that meeting. No, I don't want to be in a, I don't want to be in a, well, not in well for you. I don't want to be in a tinted glasses QBR. They're hard enough. Yeah. The last, the last thing I need is them going, hmm. I'd like oh to introduce God. our vice president of HR for a 60 minute conversation. Oh, exactly. pucker up time. Yeah, exactly. All right. Who's the idiot who did something? <clears throat> oh, I got, yeah. I got crazy stories. Yeah. Oh, well, the thing is like we all do because it's like when sales guys go away on these like three weekend or three day trips, like these QBRs, like yeah. they got to like unload at night because those are like pressure cookers during the day. Yeah. Like I've seen guys get fired after their QBR. I, I, that would, uh, yeah, we, we live in a horrible, we have a horrible profession. It's awful. It's uh, aw- yeah, it's awful. I mean, we get paid commiserate with the, with the holes in our gut that we get, you know, cause it is a hard, hard lifestyle, but I've literally seen somebody walk out of the QBR. And by the time we got back to the office that following Monday, that guy was no longer on the team. He was riffed. He was gone. Oh, I, I, I got, there were, there was a, there was a time. I want to say it was 08, 09. I was working for this lunatic, <laughs> lunatic. And he's really huge in the Valley. He's part of, and I don't even say the name because people don't know who I'm talking about. Um, but um, he, he made a thing to publicly shoot people and not shoot like yeah. physically, yeah, yeah. but he fired uh, at least three people a year at the QBR. Like, you know, he would, you would do your QBR. You're still up there in front of your peers. And he, I don't never figure out how he chose them. Uh, but he fired people on the spot and on the spot. Like you're not even good at this. I and mean, he would just do, if you would. Oh, they're, like in these QBRs for some of these companies, 
the world, it's what's interesting for me is that I wonder how much that piece has changed because I do our QBRs differently because I'm in charge. So I do ours a little bit differently, but I wonder if they've changed at all because there's a lot more HR people now. And the stuff that you would hear, the words that they would use, you up in front of all of your peers and they would shred you. Not nice. Curse words, useless, like all sorts of these words were hurled at these people on stage. It is a, it is, it is three solid days of uncomfortable. I usually didn't eat until the third day. I couldn't. Yeah. And I was a top performer. I was a yeah. president's club guy year after year after year. And I was just like, you can be the oh. number one guy and you are not going to enjoy it. In no. fact, often the number one guy got hit the hardest. I get tired every time. Because they want to make you the example. So everybody else realizes their time's coming. I had two slides of potential contracts I was working on. And a ton of them were what are called, Mike knows what this is, but we'll explain for the audience. They're called logos. Big name companies that you pray to land. I had two pages and, and a ton of logos on there. Literally, VP looks at me and goes, is that all? <laughs> I'm like, it, it, uh, well, I mean, it, there's, there's 18 names on there and, and 11 of them are international brands. Yeah. Uh, what the hell are you doing all day? Yeah. I mean, is, <laughs> so I mean, I mean, my question still stands. Is that all? Is that all you have? And like, you literally see three of the reps, like just sink in their chairs because they, <laughs> they don't have like five things on their list. Suddenly just, their font gets bigger. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. So yeah. So before you make that jump, like, like what the purpose of this video is, <laughs> yeah. we digress. Yeah, but sorry. before you make that jump, please, please, please don't expect your commissions are going to look nothing like they do right now if you're a sales guy yeah it's going to look nothing like to do and people are not going to already know that you're really good at what you do you have to teach Prove them it all, all again everything. it's starting it's groundhog day yeah so yeah yeah so again at the end of the day um the reason 72 percent of folks regret quitting again this is according to graham Stephan. uh it's likely because you you were just chasing the money you didn't do the additional mm -hmm. diligence didn't mm -hmm. look for the network you got to make, you got to do something during the day. I think we're heading to a recession. So be careful. Don't, don't be at risk. Don't do things that could potentially put you on that easy list. Uh, but yeah, look for a network, look for mentorship. Where can people find you? Lumberjack Landlord on YouTube and Lumberjack Landlord at Instagram and our live streams on Sundays. Awesome. Thanks, buddy.